Hello, welcome to the Impact Your Fitness podcast, a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. My name is Jennifer Schwartz, and today I'm going to talk to you about how taking care of your muscular system is the smartest way to build resilience and improve your body. My intention in bringing this forward and recording an entire podcast about this topic is that this modern muscle philosophy can provide a way forward for people with reoccurring tightness, pain, and annoying fitness roadblocks. This is something that I speak about often with my clients, and I'm confident that it will help anyone going through a tough spot with their exercise and joint issues. So think about this scenario. You may have been there. It seems like everyone is chasing around this tightness in their body and that instead of exploring the root cause of their issues, they are looking to release and stretch and then proceed on with their exercise or their walks or their working day. So I'll back up for a second. What do I mean by chasing tightness? So I'm referring to this thought process of releasing, dry needling, and stretching a tight area in the body to relieve the sensation of uncomfortable tightness. It's pretty simple. This thought process of identifying a tight muscle and that you need to release it or stretch it is something I encourage my clients to absolutely stop doing. And at the minimum, for a short period of time, while, while we are working together through our sessions and through our exercise services to stabilize different areas of the body. So that's our goal is to look at the body holistically. And it's not a magic pill. Our clients don't expect a one-time session like a massage to rub out all their spots. It's um, just so much more than one session. And our clients really don't expect something simple. So to make it easier for us to understand what helps and what contributes to a more stable, pain-free body, we have to remove this thought process from their routine and how they approach their body. So through this process of stabilizing and activating muscles, we are using a thoughtful application of muscle activation techniques and detailed therapeutic strengthening exercise. So what this looks like, it's committing a few months to a process literally hours and this muscle system recharging and changing and creating more efficiency literally changes the way that the body moves and feels on a long-term basis especially if you're able to keep up the the work that we reestablish but we have to take out this whole thought process of simply stretching and releasing tight areas in our body. One of the things I continually come back to for myself and for my clients and this audience is that we are fine-tuning 
the bodily systems to be more flexible and be more responsive in a positive way instead of, again, like chasing around symptoms. So you might hear some similar phrases to how people transition to natural alternative medicine and functional medicine because functional medicine looks at the gut and how establishing good bacterias and good fruitful like soil in our body to you know har- harbor the like better opportunities for health mm. creates less chronic you know dysfunctions and creates more stability and peace and freedom in the body so this is not too different from that my idea and my philosophy is to support the nervous system and the muscular system and look at our exercise and our body treatments through that lens to create pain-free, healthy exercise or sport performance. This works for all the, the spectrum of people that I work with, which includes highly decorated athletes to people with chronic conditions and connective tissue disorders and hypermobility. So there are so many types of symptoms that the muscles that the muscles display through tightness and instead of like randomly chasing it around we start to address the root cause which again is that TLC for the nervous system and the muscular system and there is a whole another side to this philosophy which is that all pretty much all disease is rooted in inflammation throughout the body and when we have inflammation in the body we create the opportunity for disease and illness to harvest in the last episode i shared some ideas about the muscular system being an anti-inflammatory promoting organ Okay, let's put that together. Most disease or is from inflammation hanging out all over the body in different places. And the muscle system has anti-inflammatory uh, potential, meaning properties about it. When we are growing muscle, getting stronger, getting stronger neurologically, so neuromuscular strength, we are potentially creating a anti-inflammatory state in our body. Now it's not just linear like muscle contraction activities equals anti-inflammatory chemicals. It's not. There's there's cycles to how muscles create change in the body and send out different signals and communicate and use anti-inflammatory chemicals to do that. There's also a phase of pro-inflammatory 
activities and events that happen within exercise. That So what I'm saying is it's not linear. I'm not saying A equals B at all. What I'm saying is if we take care of the muscular system and the nervous system together, we can create the opportunity for our exercise to be more anti-inflammatory instead of pro-inflammatory and therefore create the opportunity for more health and less dysfunction and disease. So I just, man, and it's overdone in the exercise world that our muscular system is just for burning calories and changing our body composition. Not all fat is bad and not, and we don't need to get rid of all of our fat. You know, that's one of my body positivity messages. And the exercise world is a very diverse, opinionated place. And that movement itself is the container for health is uh, one idea that I hear in the you know, exercise education space, and that certain movements can cure what ails you, and that sweating and moving for the calorie burns can solve all your self-image problems. And all of this is can be an oversimplification and only one quarter true, which is just this random estimate by me. I'm in this rant, <laughs> if you will, but I'm also sharing this interesting muscle philosophy. So I'm not about selling you anything except this new idea of what it means to be healthy and what it takes to achieve longevity. If exercise by itself can bring all these health benefits and the public is well aware of these benefits and they just go out and exercise and do all the hit classes and get all the burn and burn all the calories, then why is the nation's waistline increasing the rate of obesity? And why are we seeing so many joint injuries and musculoskeletal pain? In 2014, I read that musculoskeletal pain was the basically the f- number one reason people went to the doctor. And So these things aren't, it's not just that simple because if we know all the benefits of exercise and we have all these other statistics in our country about metabolic disease and obesity and poor health, then we're obviously missing something is my point. So perhaps it's um, a mindset shift that can take you from this confused consumer that is just chasing around muscle tightness and to having like actually more confidence and control about what you put into your body as far as exercise and that you can expect a return on that exercise as far as like anti-inflammatory promoting like activities and like yeah you can just expect more from your body when you know what goes in it so according to this philosophy, right? If we have this healthy and close to optimal muscular system and nervous system operating from a healthy nervous system, that's how we get the benefits from exercise. So what does that look like? What is this holistic view of the body with the nervous system and the muscular system 
in mind. It's definitely more than calories in, calories out, and no pain or or no pain that must be good. It's not that simple. So what does a healthy muscular system do? A healthy muscular system doesn't display consistent persistent pain. It doesn't display consistent tightness. Even if you are a serious exerciser and crossfitter and have consistently tight muscles and have some like visible, beautiful muscles, you might not and have all the tightness and pain, you don't have a system that is super tuned and healthy and and you know promoting anti-inflammatory states. So it just means like your recovery, right? It just means, it doesn't just mean, it means there's something going on with the recovery and a healthy muscular system will recover from workout to workout. I've seen it (laughs) Um, and I've seen it in professional athletes that work out all the time and it's very rare to perform at a high level and have very little discomfort but I have seen it done and I'm working with someone now and she is defying the odds of what it means to be a 10-year veteran in the National Women's Soccer League. I'm so proud of her. So the bottom line is I'm so proud of my client, Amber Brooks, but also that um, the bottom line is that we've been sold exercise as this cheap commodity without knowing that a platinum level first class is even available to us. And it doesn't have to have the price tag of a South Beach trainer either. Exercise is invasive, so we can't see it breaking up muscle or causing excessive shear, but it is penetrating deep in the body and we should know what goes into our exercise and we should know that the recovery of our body is what determines how much we get from that session. So my friend and colleague, I thought I could share this list from a friend and colleague, Lauren Irk, and she posted these 15 signs that your muscle system just needs more attention and needs TLC. And what happens when you give your muscle system TLC? You have faster adapting body. The resilience factor of all of this is if you are getting stronger over time as you're aging and as you're competing and exercising and learning to do new things, that is resilience. That is resilience. It's not just popping back or uh, getting hurt and getting yourself back up again. That's not the only definition of resilience. So the other thing that we can do that promotes this healthy muscular system is getting adequate protein, strength training, sweating, and good sleep. Those are the things I'm advocating for with this philosophy. So here's the list of 15 signs. Uh, that your muscle system needs more attention. You have to use a ton of pillows while you're sleeping. You feel the need to buy new shoes when your shoes feel unsupportive. You may need to wrap up your joints with compression sleeves just to exercise. You are moving slower. You hesitate to go through several tasks to be able to stand up after sitting. It takes you longer to get out of bed and go to the bathroom. You feel the need to urinate more often. That can be a sign of muscle dysfunction and low testosterone. If you have to think about certain movements and rearrange your body and activities that used to be 
really natural and you didn't have to think about it, that's a good sign too. Another one, um, number nine, your joints could give out or buckle without warning. You have a hard time balancing. You are lifting less each year. You are tired and fatigued. Um, you have more body fat despite your dietary habits. And you suffer from persistent pain. And lastly, simple tasks like picking up an object or coughing throw out your back. So those are signs that your muscle system is not top-notch. It's not in the A++ category like my client and myself. A diseased muscle system is evident in complex diseases where muscle loss occurs. In fact, I'd be willing to bet all chronic diseases have a deleterious effect on the muscular system. For example, cancer patients see excessive muscle loss that differs from age-related muscle loss. And it's not very responsive to nutrition intervention and exercise. Exercise for cancer patients will help the state of mental being and maybe provoke prevent some bone loss and oh, so many things. But the rapid muscle loss is due to inflammatory factors secreted by tumors. The tumor disrupts vital components of muscle building and maintenance process like autophagy, metabolism, and inflammation. I have so many more examples of this and I've reviewed the research. Exercise is a viable treatment for preventing and curing chronic disease, but there is a... a a fact in there that the muscle system responds to disease. And so a direct quote from the Academy of Royal Colleges, which is a UK medical school, regular exercise can prevent dementia, type 2 diabetes, some cancers, depression, heart disease, and other common serious conditions, reducing the risk of each by at least 30%. This is better than many drugs. That's incredible. So when we look at how complex chronic illness takes away so much of our freedom, our movement, and, you know, our muscular system, we can see that what health we can gain from consistent rational exercise habits. So this is a big bit backwards, but from how our literature looks at health-promoting activities and that exercise equals health, I think it's, no, the a healthy, well cared for optimal muscular system and flexible nervous system is what will continue to give us health promoting actions and outcomes from our exercise. It's different. So I've been looking at it differently and doing this with my clients for over a decade. Here's my last few pieces of advice on this. Look at the muscular system as a whole. If you have one of those complaints, <laughs> Uh, don't blame one part of your body. Think of it as an inefficiency in a big system. So the second thing, learn to reset your nervous system. A reset is the greatest portal you'll ever find to lasting health benefits of exercise. It seems to me after years of working with the nervous system or neuromuscular system more specifically, in injured people and athletes that if we change the state of being, it's almost as if our nervous system changes our thoughts and then the biology changes. There's concrete evidence in this with eating and nutrition that I can share at another time. But if we can heal and recover faster, we get more from our exercise. I've seen it countless times. I use isometrics, deliberate cold water exposure, sauna, 
and breathing to reset my nervous system. So breathing is the first thing I'll tell my clients to do for their home care. Isometrics is the second intervention. So isometrics is a type of exercise. Number three, do whatever it takes to have consistent strength training in your program. Just moving is not enough. If I had a billboard in Times Square or 2 million followers on IG, I would make sure I communicated that strength training viewed and practiced agnostically, like, and that you can do it scientifically. And adding to that, adding the joy and the excitement comes second, not first. So that's the best way to manage your strength training and being consistent. I believe that the world would be a much better place if we all had consistent strength training, period. So the fourth one, before I go, before you do anything fancy in terms of biohacking and supplements, please make sure you're moving every day and increasing blood flow and hydrating. The everyday things matter the most. For example, if I don't sweat and hydrate, my body feels tired, slow, and my di digestion is far from optimal. So I'd love to continue this conversation, but I've included some other shows, uh, podcast episodes to consider. If you like this, I just love this kind of big thinking about the muscular system. So please feel free to ask me any questions. Reach out via my website, jennifersimoneschwartz.com. And check out the notes and the goodies in the show notes. Have a great week and I can't wait to hear from you. Mm -hmm.